He's a slap hitter. He fucking all right. He poked it over. You know what he coming, did? He, coming from I played softball with you. All right, I am the Mark Grace of of, of <laughs> softball. <laughs> I am the Mark Grace of softball, but I was trying my hardest. <laughs> I'm looking through you. Where did you go? I thought I knew you. What did I know? You don't look different, but you have changed. I'm looking through you. You're not the same. Welcome to Atlas Box a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. This is episode 13, entitled, Winner, Winner, Chicken Dinner. Welcome, everybody, to Atlas Bacht, episode 13. Joe, it's great to see you. You too, man. How's everybody doing? Doing great. Thanks. Jack, good to see you, bud. What's happening, fellas? Greg, welcome back. We missed you last week. I missed you guys. Let's lead off with a hell of a game. Jack's Wax Packs at Mr. Blonde's Heroes. This was a win for Jack's Wax Packs. This is a big win. Uh, For Jack's Wax Packs, Goldschmidt with a 6.8 went 8 for 18 batting 444 he had 3 doubles a home run 6 ribbies 7 runs 5 walks and a stolen base he also had 3 players that scored at least 5 points or more his catcher the two-headed monster the Gaddis Molina monster at 1.8 and his Dodgers pitching staff came in at 10.65 on the losing end Mr. Blonde uh, heroes Edward Suarez uh, went 6 for 20, uh, batting 300. He had a double, uh, triple, five ribbies, seven runs, and four walks. At his catcher position, Matt Weider scored a one. And the Yankees uh, put in a nice 11 points, but it wouldn't put him over the top. Greg, uh, are you starting to think, well, this just may not be your year? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I've been thinking that for quite a while. I mean, if really, if anything, I think that Jack should be worried that he only beat me uh, by the margin that he has. But I think that this year is definitely not going to be our year. David Dahl still in the IR. Um, you know, I have some outfield depth issues. And so the fact that I was in it as of this morning, if nothing else, that should give the rest of my division mates hope and maybe uh, give Jack some cause for concern. I, I do. I do appreciate your concern. Not my team's best performance, however. I will take uh, almost 47. It was a tight but boring game um, for fantasy. We, we Nobody really pulled away from anyone else. Nobody really did anything spectacular. We, we all, I was going to say all the scores were, were average. Goldschmidt with his grand slam towards the end there put himself up to a uh, almost a seven. So... Um, but yeah, it, uh, it wasn't a great performance, but it's those games that, that during the season, um, you need to get, um, I, uh, I believe I would have lost to, to both the other teams in the division that played each other. So I'm not a hundred percent confident at this point, as far as championship goes. However, with the numbers, the way they generally fall, I am, I'm pretty confident that I got a pretty good shot at the postseason. Yeah, you would have lost to five other teams. This is definitely one of those gift games for sure. 
but you know those it's a game of chance there is a level of just you know being in the right side of the scoreboard at the correct time and it's like in real baseball sometimes you run into a buzzsaw sometimes you are the buzzsaw big win for jack this uh this if you again if you hold that 11 wins out as the magic number that means four of the next nine games uh need to be wins for jack's wax packs for him to get in the tournament congratulations jack uh big win appreciate it let's move over to reardon metal reardon metal visited lethal injection this week and reardon metal won another close one winning 50 uh, 47.4 to 45.95. Joe, another great week from Mustakos. Uh, he went 11 for 26, batting 423. He had three doubles, three home runs, nine ribbies, six runs, and two walks. His catcher, Buster Posey, scored a six, which was pretty good. Joe, I think this is probably one of the key ingredients to your winning streak, the Nationals. And they put up a 13.6. Congratulations. Ooh. Lethal Injection, their top player this week was a middle infielder. You may know him. His name's Anthony Rizzo. He put up a 6.4. He went 8 for 24 for a 333 batting average. He put in two doubles, knocked a home run, had seven runs batted in. He scored five runs and had seven walks. Brian McCann actually did better as a catcher for Lethal Injection than Buster Posey did at 6.8, but the Indians let Mikey down. They only put up a 4.75. So again, we can talk about luck all day long, but the Indians scoring a 4.75, by far their lowest score of the year by quite a bit, uh, actually allowed Joe to put another W without Trout uh, on the board. Joe, you feeling good? Feeling lucky? Think this might be your I'm year? Thinking I should have gotten rid of that slacker trout years ago. Now, man, I'm <laughs> I'm just squeaking them out left and right here. I, I don't don't feel a tremendous amount of confidence. I've got a little help coming, I think, with Cespedes. I don't know it's gonna be right away. Works back into it. That'll help my outfield a little bit. Mustakis has definitely been a pleasant surprise. Something Jack has always said is you you can't win a championship unless you have a good catcher and and I've got the catcher now. That helps. As long as the pitching staff continues to come through. You know, what you guys aren't mentioning, Tim, you didn't mention it at all, is uh, is Kutch. She's moved down to the sixth spot in the Pirates order. Uh, you know, he's made uh, statements that he feels more relaxed, less pressure. And I was watching the Pirates game today, and the stat was that since... Uh, I think May 26th, he is the highest batting average in OPS in the majors. You know, uh, you lost an MVP there, Joe, but you maybe maybe you're starting to see some resurgence of a former MVP who's going to come in and uh, help you out. Yeah, it would not hurt my feelings. Did you say he has the highest OPS since May since May since, 26th? Since they dropped him in the order to the sixth spot, it's like 11:31. I cannot believe that it's that high, Joe. You're um, you're uh, you have a, a longer winning streak than I do at this point. Um, I think you you actually traded Altuve during the streak, but yeah, it seems that the key right now seems to be the the Nationals. Obviously, your 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 catcher, which again this week was negated, but is definitely going to come into play. But Mustakas is the big one. That that guy is raking. He's creeping up on twenty home. I think is. His career high is 21 or 22. He's at 17 right now. He has been good, um, but he's never quite reached the potential that, you know, people really thought he had. So if he just all of a sudden became this this next level guy, it's not that big of a surprise because, he, you know, he was supposed to have it in him in the first place. So well, he's, he's only old. 28 years old. You know, I think we get so used to uh, writing players off and and categorizing him and saying Mustakas is going to be this kind of a bust 
uh, kind of disappointing player, but we start to penalize players who, who break into the majors a little bit early um, if they don't uh, perform in a Trout-like or Bryce Harper-like fashion. Very possible. Moving on over, the 47 Ronin visited the Funkin' Punks this year, and although there are still three players in play at this point, uh, I'm going to call it as a loss for 47 Ronin. Charlie Blackman did have a great week this week. He went 10 for 23, batted 434, had four doubles, two home runs, six ribbies, 11 runs, a stolen base, and five walks. Put up 8.8 points, so super impressive week. Catcher Travis Darno put up a meager 2.8. And the Cubs pitching staff, again, just a pedestrian 8.3. Pitching is critical in this league, and you can't just get by with a pedestrian pitching staff. On the winning side, the Funkin' Punks, um, ironically enough, Joey Votto uh, really put they hammered the nail home uh, at 7.8 points. Bad week to try to trade for Votto. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't rest him away from... From LJ all week long, <laughs> fell into the LJ vortex of no response, no response. So uh, 11 for 27, 407 batting average this week for uh, for JV. At four home runs, six ribbies, eight runs, and two walks. And his catcher, Salvador Perez, put in six points. And the Blue Jays staff woke up at uh, 10.15, second week in a row that the Blue Jays have put up some strong pitching points. Maybe starting to put it together. I don't know. But certainly if he, if he doesn't make the tournament, he's certainly going to be able to make some noise. Uh, so for me on this one here, it's just, this has been a tough one for me. I, I actually keep thinking my team is better than what's actually happening. And I, I, I do think I've shared that it's it's a bit of an unlucky team. I mean, I've just, you know, each situation is easily explainable as to why do I lost week to week. I'm the type of person that likes to look at specific what I did to contribute to the loss. The only thing I can come down to is um, my pitching staff, uh, whether it's the Giants or the Cubs all year long, just as is, they've never really put up the points that I needed to smooth out some of the ups and downs of the remaining 75% of my scoring points on the team. So I'm not out. I, I definitely think the wild card is the way I'm going to get in. But this was a tough loss for me. This was a this was one that uh, you know I thought I could have in the bag. LJ's team, I think, was limping along. Uh, this is the most points he scored all season long. I just happened to be on the other side of it uh, when he scored it. We talked about the uh, the power pole, uh, the breakdown, and you know, again, I, I have the most points in the league right now. But there's, I think, most of the league is within two two and a half points a game. It, it, again, it's very close, and you know, I've gotten lucky once or twice. Again, I'm I'm scoring points, but I've gotten lucky once or twice, and and you have gotten quite the opposite once or twice and um i i'm surprised that my team is doing as well as it is but i'm um i i still think yours is better in any given week uh even though the record doesn't show it so at this point no offense but i'm i'm obviously hoping for everyone else to do a little bit better and if you would stay out of the playoffs that would be great not planning on it i'm continuing to make the moves and certainly if if i don't make it i'm going to cause a lot of damage on the way in so uh for anybody else that comes in my way i'm actually you've scored the most points i am this i've scored the second most points just yep, to give I, you an idea yep. and uh, i've had 12 points scored more scored against me but you know what can i own on that the pitching staff for sure uh that i you know did not get the right pitching staff nor did i trade for the right pitching staff that that obviously was a a controllable i think the other thing for me is to control my emotions to make sure that i understand that there is an element of chance here and the emotion of a lucky win is very different than the emotion of a lucky law unlucky loss i've been in the position where you guys are now and seen it evaporate so i have to kind of remember that and stay focused and 
And, uh, you know, the last thing I want to do is to make it easy for anybody in the driver's seat to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, <clears throat> the team that, that, that scares me the most still to this moment, although Joe's team is nasty with, uh, with Posey on it, you have Bryce Harper and I'm not sure he's your best outfielder. <laughs> Charlie Blackman is absolutely killing it this year. There's plenty of weeks left. I don't think there's enough power out there to keep you out of the playoffs. So, um, again, I, I still expect you to be there. Um, but like I said, I, I'd appreciate it if you didn't. Yeah, it's it's interesting. The the scores this week are, are sort of a reflection of of the parity we've seen in the standings. You know, with the exception of one game that that wasn't close at all. You know, any particular team this week with with just one player doing a little bit better could have oh, turned, yeah, turned yeah, the were, the score around. Yeah, there were definitely some 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 tight games. Like I said, me me and you know Greg's game went all the way to to it, it was it was actually Tim's player. Um, that won me the game that actually put me back over the, uh, over the top. So, but yes, definitely a lot of, um, you know, it, it was weird the way it fell, um, that, that, you know, I was able to distance myself even further in my division and then one division just blasted the other one, <laughs> um, otherwise, but a lot of, yeah, and you know, in, in my game, it was kind of the same thing. I was losing at four o'clock and all of a sudden I, I, turn around and, and, you know, see Moustakis has got two home runs and, and the only points that Broxton scores all week before I kicked him out the door is today. Yeah, it's it's a funky game. It's a funky game. And, you know, sometimes you get an unlucky team. It, it just happens. And for whatever reason, you can't explain it or I can't explain it. But coming in, I was within two points last night. Giancarlo Stanton gets hit in the wrist by a pitch in the first inning, goes out. So this is the second week in a row. Have a significant player when I need him to 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 be there. I um, it's funny you you mentioned you know you, you you're coming down to the end and <clears throat> like I said at the time I was actually down to Greg and and all I had left was you know Goldschmidt's last couple at bats and um the Dodgers you know who were losing at the time to the uh, Reds and then I knew I had Cabrera tonight. Um, I just realized for the first time that I wasn't all that confident in him. And then Goldschmidt did what he did and made it not matter. So, you know, some of these guys started to get a little older. The Dreamers go and visit Bad Street and deliver uh, uh, just a thrashing. This was the one game that really seemed to not be close uh, as the weekend wore on. The Dreamers won 52.2 to, the, to Bad Street's 44.85. Uh, check this out, guys. Gary Sanchez scored a 9.4. He went 9 for 26, batting 346, two doubles, four home runs, 13 runs batted in, nine runs scored, and two walks. The Yankees are for fucking real this year. Obviously, if you, you know, for the catcher, see above Gary Sanchez. And the Diamondbacks, uh, 11.6. Again, guys, they just picked the Diamondbacks up off the waiver wire, didn't have to give anything away, and they've picked up one of the most impressive pitching staffs of the last several weeks. Uh, Bad Street, Starlin Castro, another Yankee, uh, got him an 8.2, went 10 for 24, batting 416, had a double, a triple, three home runs, 10 runs batted in, eight runs scored, and a walk. And his catcher combination of Rupp and Cervelli got him a zero <laughs> and the Astros scored 7.05 points. The lowest uh, points so far this year for the Astros, as well as the lowest points for any pitching staff, this side of the Cardinals. So, um, you know, interesting again, the dreamers at one point 
uh, were thinking about throwing in the towel and that they were starting to think, well, this isn't our year. And you see Donaldson come back, put up another 6.4 for them. Seager's doing the, the, the work that he's doing. And then that friggin' Diamondbacks pitching staff, this is a team that's in it. Do we do we have any confirmation that they that they know that they're in it? That they <laughs> believe that they're in it? I, I don't know. I either they really don't know their team or they really do know their team and they're fucking with us because I had a conversation about the same time and I said, How could you possibly be saying that? It doesn't it doesn't comport with reality, with what we're seeing. And by the way, if you are Let's talk trade. And he didn't. So, I, you know, I, I don't. A lot can change in eight days. By Sanchez alone, they're in it. I mean, that, that again, you got a catcher that can put up. He won by less than the difference in catcher, which was 9.4 to zero. But um, that's just, just nasty. Again, you know, he's getting some of these guys back. We talked about that. Donaldson obviously helps. Um you know, his outfield and, and, and DH didn't do much, and he scored 52 points. So um, you get nine, nine. I think anybody on the Yankees um, scored nine points this week. I, I believe Castro got an eight. I think um, I think we'll talk about Judge here in a moment. <clears throat> a big, big week for the uh, the young and, uh, and resurgent Yankees. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, if they don't think they're in it, then they're, they're confused and they should probably pay a little more attention because, um, again, as long as they got a catcher that can do damage like that, they, they have a chance of winning the whole thing. So I, you know, I don't know. This is, this is an enigma for me because, uh, Eldon's clearly watching. I got a text while we were recording this, what's with you and pitching staffs. But then even that is fucking stupid, right? Like, of course, look at my pitching. Like, why do you think I'm chasing pitching staffs? Like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. It could it could literally just be he doesn't play the game the same way that we do, that he's not seeing it the same way we are. And we keep wanting to ascribe some sort of understanding or intelligence that, you know, not intelligence in terms of capacity for understanding, but intelligence in terms of understanding this particular game. Maybe it's just not there. Maybe... Maybe he's just familiar with saying that because he's a baseball fan and that's what baseball <laughs> fans say. And uh, in reality, he doesn't know that he's in a really good Maybe. spot. Like I, like I said, Joe, Joe has a, a, a good squad. I, I, um, you know, I could see looking at, at, at a couple of these teams and, and, and not, not mine not included. And, and again, my record is, is better than my team at the moment, I believe. Um, you know, I guess I, I could see it just, saying even if i make it i i but that's not what i'm saying if i'm i don't i i don't think my team's as good as some of these teams and i'm loading up for the playoffs fuck it i'm making my run if i get in all you need is two good weeks out of fucking three and you come home with a fucking bobblehead i'm loading up for the freaking the 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 suicide defense run here man like i <laughs> i don't even have a shot of the playoffs and i'm loading up just to freaking piss everybody else off absolutely have a shot well, that, everybody has a shot at the mic mike's dad well all right most everybody has a shot at the playoffs right now yeah i mean i, I think jack you're right it, it, i mean that's baseball right i mean you look at the winning percentage of real major league baseball teams and it's not like football teams you know the best teams out there are in the 570s you know i think eldon is assuming that unless he has a sherman like march to the sea 
where he's completely unopposed that it's uh, a lost cause. But we all know that that that's not what baseball's about. It's about grinding out wins and you know being slightly better than the competition around you and, and getting lucky. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean that, luck, that, 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 yeah. that you know it would be charming in the naivete if it weren't for the fact that I'm trying to make some deals and plan for the future. I would appreciate you know that team knowing a little bit where they're at and. and buying what i have to sell let's be honest <laughs> i think this is more about your own frustration than their knowledge of the so. game what be. else could it be he's very concerned he's showing a lot of concern for others what else matters besides that really <laughs> so a mission commission walked into uh the saint Locash stink fist stadium and um ripped him apart uh a mission commission won 50 to 50.2 to 38.5 aaron judge is making us all look foolish, um, especially the idiot that traded him, uh, who happened to be hey, named I never, Tim. I oh never my had. god! My I'm god! Just as dumb as the ones I, I've had him, him. And it, it, it really embitters me. Twelve for twenty-four, five hundred. Again, folks, we were just talking about it last week. Three doubles, three home runs, one that traveled almost five hundred feet. Um, six runs batted in, ten runs scored, six walks. I hope they're testing that motherfucker. I hope He's they are monster. testing him daily. I just pitch to him better. Come on, what the hell? Like the strike zone is as big as I am. He's got an enormous strike zone. Nine he doesn't seem two. to care about it. Uh, he's got again. He's had twelve walks the last two weeks, uh, and has been batting over four hundred for the last two weeks. So, because uh, if you get the ball anywhere near the strike, he is. One of his, the, he had two home runs today. One you mentioned, almost 500. The other one was well outside. It, it was not over the plate. He just reached out, and I, I mean, it, it was low enough that the 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 second baseman could have made a jump for it almost, <laughs> and and creeped its way out of the uh, out of the ballpark the other way. The guy is just a monster right now. So what what have minor league pitchers been doing for the last five years to get him out 75 percent of the time? You know that that's changed all of a sudden. Yeah, he well, then he wasn't very successful last year. Again, you know his, his well, first I mean. trip up, but yeah, even even in the big leagues, he he wasn't very successful last year. Sometimes shit just clicks, man. Um, you know it, it's it's happened before, and um, the guy just just continues to do. I I there is something about him. I I'm uh, I, I I mean, twenty one home runs at this point. The guy's a, an absolute beast, and and. Whether they're going to figure it out, I, I don't know. But at this point, it's it's not happening. So watch. One of the things to do is watch how the Red Sox pitch to him, Greg. If you want, the Red Sox have a very sophisticated attack. They have the pitchers to do it. They have a coach who's a former pitcher, former pitching coach. And when you look at his game log, the Red Sox have seen something. And as that starts to spread around, you'll start to see him come down. And the Red Sox, they that's just how the Red Sox play in the modern era they, they just are they, they have the right attack and they have the right players because they can afford the right players to execute that attack so you know i i think that i do think the fall is coming but if he's gonna vladimir guerrero shit um i don't know how far that fall actually is but um you know i i, I still stick to it i i think that he will regress what i mean so super special to see and, and i'm happy for the yankees fan they haven't had much to cheer about oh, for a while. God, 
that's the, my yeah, the other, God. The other You're thing happy I was for gonna, the Yankees fans? <laughs> sure. What the they fuck? Do. I'm, I'm not signing on with feeling bad Yankees fans. I don't think any of our listeners are smart enough to connect. Real Muto, uh, for Mission Commission, the catcher, uh, put in a 5.4. And then the Cardinals uh, put in 7.4. And then on the uh, St. Locash side, Lamb um, for, for St. Locash, 6.6. But catch this, guys. He went 5 for 21. Uh, batted 238, had a double, two home runs, but he had 11 runs batted in, uh, four runs scored, and six walks. His catcher, Grandal, put in 1.4. The Red Sox um, uh, scored a total of 7.2 uh, this week. The game is still ongoing. They've given up three runs, but I don't think that's going to change too much. So Mission Commission has been, I think, the team that we've been hot and cold on all year long. I mean, they just bounce all over the place. But with the Dreamers the way they are, and the Dreamers getting their injured players back now, and then Omission Commission kind of being a free radical, we don't know what's going on, and just ending a, a, a four-game losing streak. I call this the blood sport division. I mean, I still don't know. I, I like Joe's team. I like what your team's doing, Joe. I love your pitching staff, and I think that gives you the armor that you need. But let's hope the Dreamers just don't know what the fuck's going on and don't make the right moves, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, if I didn't have the staff, I'd, I'd already be out of it. There's no question. As you were talking about earlier, lots of lots of lucky wins this year, playing the right team at the right time, and including you last week. Hopefully that will continue, but you know, it is that's that's the, the chance part of it, and you know it's it's going to shift back at some point. So you do the aw shucks routine really good, but let, let's let's be real here. <laughs> What are you gonna do at this point? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm picking up and dropping players here and there as we go. I mean, I, I feel pretty comfortable with what I have. I, it'd be nice to have Trout in there, but there's nothing <laughs> I can do about that. Um, we'll just hope him, uh, hope for a, a speedy recovery, and hope if we can make it to the playoffs that he comes back right at the right time to start us on that run. I, I would not be worried if I was Joe I, I still feel like I have the best team I know that the, these two keep um, pulling this off and, and playing over their head um, you know Real Muto is a, a, a solid catcher and that's a big deal um, he has kind of graduated in my opinion this year <clears throat> um, but Tommy Joseph is not going to be a, a playoff fantasy first baseman um, some of these guys are, are just, you know, in my opinion, playing a little a, a judge, obviously a nine points. You're not going to get that every week. You don't think. Um, so I, I, you know, I realize he scored a lot of points this week, uh, but I, I still don't have a lot of faith in this squad for this year. The dreamers, a, a little bit of a different story, but, um, again, if I'm Joe and, and, and I'm winning and I've just acquired the pussy behind the plate. And uh, and I know Trout's coming back. Then yeah, maybe I, I'm um you know, maybe I, you know the the Cardinals staff could be better, I guess. But other, uh, uh, oh, that's not your staff. You got the Nationals. Yeah, he's good. Uh, I would <laughs> I wouldn't be making any moves at this point if I was him. Yeah, it's funny though. I was thinking about the Nationals today. If if they if they continue at the pace they're on, that can actually negatively affect me at the end of the year if they start sitting guys down. Yeah. Just yep, tanking talked, games. I talked about that a, a yeah a few episodes ago that that the Nationals so much distance um, from the uh, the other teams that that we all need to keep an eye on that or anybody that that you know I got Turner and, and Murphy myself anybody that has national players you know staff wise yeah same situation they could be you know sitting on um, 
you know, you, you always have the possibility of them having some stud coming up and, and all of a sudden you're getting more strikeouts, giving up more runs, but getting more strikeouts, which in this league sometimes is better. I, I think they'll rest them a little bit, but baseball's too <laughs> way too superstitious. You know, the, the Cubs were running away with things last year and they didn't do that. I mean, you know, they, they might skip a start or if it's questionable, uh, a pitcher's health, give them a little bit of a break. But, you know, baseball's way too superstitious to, to sit guys for any length of time. Or, you know, you always hear about the, the clubhouse dynamics. They're not going to bring players in uh, from the minors to spell guys. With any significance, I think to hurt you, Joe. You know. No, but the, the thing gonna, is, with they're fucking the a, dynamics. With a pitching staff score that's twenty to twenty-five percent of your your week's total points, throwing a guy in there for a spot start that then proceeds to give up ten runs in the first inning can kill your score for the week. Just just one time of doing that. Really? <laughs> I am in pain, fellas. I am in pain. No, that's good, man. Thanks. I, you know, I love. Feel Joe. about as sorry I, for you as the Yankees fan. <laughs> Tim's becoming the Yankees, dude. I want <laughs> more. I want more. He's the new Steinbrenner. Let's not be that cruel. <laughs> no, no, it's true. The Bonds division. Chris seems like he's thrown the towel in. I mean, he's pretty upfront with me that he's done. I, I do think that Pop's team has had some, some bad luck. I, I cry about my team, but if you take a look, he's, he's only scored two less points than I have. Um, yet he, and he's had about the same amount scored against him that I, I just think he had some bad luck, but gladly he's thrown in the towel too. And I was able to get the Astros tonight, um, from him and Jack, I mean, you were able to get the socks from St. Locash. So they, they've thrown the towel in, which is probably good news for Mikey, whose team has been surprisingly weak, uh, you know, over the last, uh, several weeks. He's had some good luck. If as we go to the Griffey division, was your pickup of the Red Sox purely a defensive move to make sure someone else didn't get him it was we like to refer to it as fantasy cock blocking a hundred percent no um but yes <laughs> <laughs> well that clears that up <laughs> i um i you know i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty confident in the dodgers obviously they've given me good points every week um they haven't really changed uh much but some of the other staffs have started uh, coming up to and, and, and exceeding their level. Um, so it's something I've paid attention to. Um, I don't necessarily, uh, you know, right now the, the Dodgers are obviously still better. Um, I was expecting someone to go after the staff. And um, so the, the potential Boston has, obviously, we, we all know is um, they do have the potential to exceed the Dodgers, and that would be nice down the run but um but yeah most of it was the the cock blocking thing i mentioned earlier no i get it it was a great move did you know i was the other team talking to him um i expected yeah as well i i i definitely expected it to be the case um you know prior to even reaching out um in fact i had told him if somebody touched base with him about them just to let me know which he didn't do um, I just reached out to him from, oh, like, from, <laughs> from <laughs> I reached out to him and, uh, and, and made the offer during the conversation. Then I did find out that you were, uh, as well interested. Um, uh, he gave me a counter offer and told me what I would need to do in order to get it done because he liked my guys better. And, uh, so I did it. So I didn't know it 
first, but I did find out that you were uh, that you were also interested at that time. He, I don't know who you were offering, but I'm expecting he doesn't know your value. Uh, it's interesting you say it that way. Yeah, I talked to him. He did not tell me he was with you. Um, so I gave him two different offers, and the next time I heard from him was after I responded to the notice that went out that you had traded for the Red Sox. <laughs> and I said, uh, 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 Ch- uh, Chavis and Travis Smith, question mark. And he said, C. And I said, okay. And he said, I like Chavis, needed a future third base. Got it. Gallo's 180, not so good. Agreed. What about Lamb? Like he's got this guy on his team, his highest scoring guy. He's pretty good. And he said, this is fucked up, man. Not fucked up that Chris said it, but it's fucked up our league said that he's great, but he's 26. <laughs> and I was like, ah, it's a new, it's a new world. So I said, well, I'm just bitter. Team is unlucky. My pitching sucks. Plus same division as Jack. And then he says five year difference for lamb to Chavis. And I'm like, you're yeah, rebuilding five year for five but years. Of course, dude. one's an unproven minor league player yeah. and one's yeah. a, an emerging solid major league. Wait, no, it gets better. It gets better. So then I said, you probably could have gotten more for me, which is true. I am the more desperate party here. I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, Jack, like if you lost out on that, you'd have been like, eh, all right. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe a little more. And then he said, so then his response was, he's paying for the staff. I just picked up two. And I'm thinking, motherfucker, I would have paid for your staff. That's not a problem. (laughs) And then he's like, the one guy you offered just had major knee stuff. He's still out. Well, fucking you're the, the other guy's still at the fucking University of Virginia. What the fuck, Jack? Like, what kind of fucking mind game did you play on this guy? Like, dude, no, he does. He, he he doesn't. Um, I don't. I don't know. He he. he I know he researched my guy. I know that he did. So I don't know if he researched. Uh, I, I'm assuming we're talking about your boy Kyle. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know if he it was, uh, or not. Oh, so you knew it was Kyle Lewis. So it's Kyle Lewis. And, right. um, the, the, uh, so I'm wondering if, if you had, cause he's on your him. DL. Yeah. I wonder if you helped him, but I also offered Ian Happ who, For sure. yeah. So, so, so yeah. So the, the reality is that, um, although, as I said, my mindset has definitely changed this week and, and going into this game with the knowledge that I had a chance um, of separating myself by three games. I, I definitely decided this morning um, that, that I'm going to start acting like a playoff team. That a boy. <clears throat> so I, uh, I, you know, I have five trades on the board right now um, that are out there in addition to the ones <laughs> that I've done. So, um, but what are you um, offering no, for real? Moto so I can, beat I, did, it. I did, <laughs> I did not know who you were offering and did not find out. Um, until after he uh after he did the trade and the only reason i found out is because he mentioned that one of the guys that you were offering had just come off surgery and i knew he was the only guy you had that oh, had, no he had the surgery six months had, ago he's actually no no I know, yeah he's just actually coming right right so yeah. honestly if he had asked me i, I mean i i, I look dude. i'm not saying i think the guys that i gave him are better i'm not necessarily saying that i i gave him a good package and really honestly i know my brother and um, so I knew the draft was coming up tomorrow. Um, I knew that he was paying attention to it because he usually does. He tries to get in a little earlier than everyone else. So he pays attention to the actual MOB draft. Um, so it's funny that you mentioned um, the, 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 
the uh, the other guy in the trade because that I thought that had a lot to do with what got it done was him going and, and looking up um, what's the Paven Smith and um, you know and all the. Did you just say talk. what's his name? God <laughs> damn it! Here's the here's fucking the a Jack. Guys, here's the truth. Jack offered Chris uh, first dibs on seconds at this year's Thanksgiving, and for the first time ever, Chris doesn't have to sit in the wobbly dining room chair. Now, the only the only thing, really, honestly, the only thing weird about the trade was, um, you know, that, that I didn't want to give him a staff. I only have the Dodgers, so I didn't want to give him a staff back, and he can't play without a staff. Uh, and I didn't really have any room to um, to pick anyone else up to pick up a staff to give him. So. Um, I've never done this before, but I was like, well, fuck it. Just do the trade and I'll pay for you. Yeah. To pick that's up the fucking staff. Um, and then I let Tim know right away. Cause it felt weird. It, no, it, no, that's it totally... was different than anything we have done before, but, um, you know, we've, done, we've I, done that I, in the past. I, we've done that. Have pop, we done that? It's, it's okay. been with pops. Right. It's been several people have done it with pops. Of course. Right. Um, but the, the, <laughs> I, my trade offer did buy have Jack the, a turkey sandwich for an extra <laughs> did have the giants in there. So he wouldn't even have had to pay for the fucking. Staff. Yeah. He, he mentioned that, that, that was his, that's what, what, what he came back. Basically he came back to me and said, Hey, I like your guys better than the ones I'm being offered. If you give me a staff, I'll do your deal. And then, um, that's when he mentioned the, you and the giants and, yeah, didn't you know, mention your player until afterwards, but but did mention that you were putting. This in is um, this is funny, man. This is like you're Russia and I'm Ukraine, and <laughs> you're gearing up your military and I'm gearing up my military, and <laughs> we all know how it's going to end. But I, I, were you? Let me ask you a question. Were you? Ta- when did you start talking to him about Boston? Let me ask you that. Uh oh, it was this morning, so I could tell you exactly when it was. So you. Fuck. And then, you know, look, the, the reality is, as long as Bryce Harper is in the public conscious, I will never be able to trade with Chris again. I, that, 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 that's, I think it. that's really what it is. It really has. Uh, like, like I said, I know for a fact that he researched the guys that I offered him. So to think that he didn't research the guys you were offering which was, is, is odd. And, <clears throat> you know. Well, he I, did. I, he, he said the guy, the guy was injured. Okay. Um, so ten thirty one my time, so that would have been one one thirty your time, uh, and I said, "Are you ready to trade the Red Sox?" So, okay, so my de- yeah, so I was already in his inbox at that point. I had already made him an offer. Tim, I hear Chris likes Bed Bath and Beyond, and I have some five dollar off coupons that you might want to <laughs> toss in for the next one, sweeten the deal a little bit. <laughs> Ah, uh, great one, Jack. Those those I, big towels are uh, oh, so luxurious. So here's here's the weirdest part. Like sometimes life is strange, right? So I I was really kind of like, fuck, man. Like maybe I should just listen to the universe and friggin' just put my toys down and just let it be, right? But no, not fucking Tim, right? So then I'm like, God damn it. Um, how am I going to deal with this? And then I was like, well, I never liked having the Red Sox as a pitching staff anyway. Always like, it's never fun having your own team as a pitching staff and what other staffs are out there. And then I was like, Oh, motherfucker pops. Give me a hug, buddy. Give me those Astros. I actually check it out. That's the same so type I, of rationalization that, uh, Steinbrenner went through when he traded Jay Buhner <laughs> for Ken Phelps. So, so as I was, um, as, 
as I was floating the fact that I got tossed in, uh, away from you internally and, and, and was pretty sure that you were at least a little pissed off about it because um, <laughs> when I told insistence you on the technicality. When I told you about the paying for the staff, your response via text and the inflection that it had uh, gave me an indication that you might have been upset. So well, what was that, Jack? Was that a, instead of saying, like, spelling out, okay, was it just no, he said the word. That, that's how, for anyone who ever I text with, okay, I'm a little of... <laughs> annoyed. Instead of saying, okay, I just say, okay. You yeah, know. you and you, you and every chick. Okay, all right. He said, I am. I am paying for Chris Chris's staff pickup, and I said, "Please put it on the site so I will have it documented." Very business. <laughs> I dropped into business. I did not, not friendly in the least, and and I definitely felt that coldness. So, um, I decided immediately that I was going to try to put my my foot on your throat, <laughs> and um, and immediately remembered that I had seen Pops post that he had changed his. Uh, uh, his trading list and went to it, saw it all sitting by itself, the Astros, and I made an offer for the Astros in an effort to keep them from you as well. Obviously, <laughs> you made a better offer. And, uh, and he, when I, I got to be honest, I didn't want you to have the Astros, but when I saw that you gave up Addison Russell just to go from the Cubs, who should have been better and were your second choice to the Astros, it, I, I did smile a little inside i i love you to death but i love fucking beating you too let's just be clear though when pops updates is on the block page it's only with the players that he's most recently picked up because he, his practice is <laughs> generally it's a, it's a wise one is to keep his entire that, team on the block it's ironic that this particular time i paid enough attention to go and look because you're right nine times out of ten that's what you find but they're sitting all by itself in the little box where the fucking houston astros and i was like god damn it I forgot to block the back fucking door. So <laughs> I gave it a shot and, uh, and uh, it did not obviously win that battle. So congratulations. I, uh, I hope they keep it up for you. Well, look, I mean, the number one staff, the Astros, right? Year to date, Red Sox, number two, Dodgers, number three. If Astros stay number one, I'm good, right? Um, that's what this game's all about. Like, I get it's a dynasty league, but man, these teams need to show some sack when it comes to fucking playing the game, right? But um, it could be my design. You know what? Honestly, Addison Russell, he likes him more than I did. I was kind of soured on him. I still have faith in that guy, but yeah, who knows? It's um, again, he might be one of those guys that uh, that comes up, you know, too early, and and people give up. I, that that. That Will Myers, I, like I said, I keep going back to Will Myers just because he was so highly touted. And I, I believe you picked him up, right? You when you did get him, Joe, was it on the waiver wire, or did you? No, actually, no I actually uh, traded did, uh, okay, Tim something okay. for him. Fuck! If everyone else is just gonna wilt, then you know, I'll fight you, man. I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's just like I said. Joe's just gonna sit back in the corner, watch us beat the shit out of each other, and then step in at the last minute and push the fucking tired one of us down that's still I, remaining i don't I think, think joe's as really... comfortable as you do i i think joe should have been yeah. making the moves that you're making even more because joe isn't in the situation you're in he does not have the cushion that you do two weeks joe could be on the bottom of that division and then looking Very up true. and i don't you know now he may have the advantage of scotty and eldon not making the moves that you knew would come from your own division maybe that's the I, case but that's why joe i was pushing you because i'm like 
I see Jack doing it, and Jack's doing exactly what he should get in the tournament, and then anything's you know then 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 it's all up in the air. I I just think it's funny that there are people throwing in the towel with half the season still to go, and everybody's so bunched up. I, I, I find that really strange. You know, Chris Chris last year um, had the nationals and uh, and actually held on to him too long, and um, and and could have gotten some some serious shit for them and he ended up not winning and, and not coming close to winning uh, but he held out too long and ended up getting stuck if you will um, with the nationals the playoffs which didn't matter for him um, so I know that came into effect I know that that was um, as I'm sure Tim as well did um, that that was probably weighing on him somewhat and um, and you know, which is why you made the decision a little earlier. You know, I, I like it. Everybody's got a shot. There's no doubt about it. But I mean, you know, there, there are some things are starting to, to separate my opinion. And if you're paying attention, I guess you don't want to, you know, get stuck if you could help it. I, I don't know. Um, you definitely get the Hooters girl award for your moves and, and your win this week. And uh, let's take a break, rehydrate and come back. Uh, in a few minutes and just uh, bullshit a little. All right. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. He'd let us in, knows where we've been in his octopus's garden in the shade. I'd ask my friends to come and see Welcome back, and we're happy to have everyone back. That was a lot of fun talking about the standings and uh, some inner workings of some uh, maneuverings that Jack uh, was doing to secure his position at the top of the Griffey division. Good on you, buddy. It's some good moves. So you were talking earlier about the Rays, and this is your other team. So um, bring us up to speed on the Rays. What's going on down there? Yeah, everybody's obviously talking about the Yankees right now, and and for good reason. Um, they got a, a lot of good young guys that are uh, that are starting to click, and and that's exciting for them. Nobody else likes the Yankees, but but for the Yankee fans, um, some talk about Boston. Nobody's talking about the Rays. They're a couple of games above five hundred, and um, and their pitching staff is is doing very well right now. But <clears throat> the um, the interesting uh, fact about this team is is really outside of Longoria, who's been there uh, obviously for a while. Um, it's a bunch of cast-offs, the land of misfit toys, if you will. You got uh, you got uh, Dickerson is is just raking right now, and um, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. A lot of folks talked about how bad he would do when he left Colorado, how much that meant to him, um, and he's just absolutely blasting the ball right now. Um, but you get Logan Morrison, uh, another guy that you know had potential, has been shipped around. Souza, uh, uh, Colby Rasmus is is in the lineup. Tim Beckham is uh, is a guy that's been on the Rays and has been forgotten about, uh, and uh, and is in double digits, I think, in home runs right now. So it's interesting to watch. There, are, like I said, a, a lot of guys that uh, that just didn't fit in wherever they were, and and each of which had their own uh, uh, level of potential, but all of them with some, and all of a sudden they throw them together, and uh, and they're uh, they're clicking. That the batting average is not high, um, but the on base percentage is. Um, they're getting on base and, and they're making it happen. A little, uh, little Billy Beatball. Dickerson, 20 doubles, 14 home runs so far. Beckham with 31 RBIs. 
again, somebody that, that, you know, 10 home runs that everyone just kind of forgot about. Um, Rasmus Langoria creeping up on 10. Um, Logan Morrison has 17 home runs and 38 RBIs. Again, batting 234, uh, but uh, a 343 on base percentage. So, and, doing uh, Eldon, Dusty, he's available if you want to give me a call, <laughs> by the way. So it's like every nice podcast is a commercial for Greg's latest fire <laughs> show. <laughs> well, Chris Archer's pitching well, too, right, Jack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, um, the staff is actually um, looking you know, fairly well. He's not the only one, really, out of the group that uh, that is pitching well. Um, Andres is 5-1, is and one, a 3.5 earned run average. Um, matter of fact, they have... Uh, yeah, Archer has the third or fourth best earned run average of the starters, and and it's under four. So, um, yeah, they're they're like I said, they're doing the things they need to. Their staff is uh, is holding games. They're doing well, um, and they're a lot of fun to watch. Like I said, it's always fun to watch the underdogs when you put a bunch of them on the same team, and uh, and they do a little. You know, they remind me a little bit of is uh, again is the the uh, the '93 Phillies team. Yeah, they're 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 six games behind the Yankees. Is this Yankees team for real? Is Aaron Judge for real? And is Tampa Bay going to kind of sneak in there? I, I don't know if they're they're strong enough to sneak in there. It seems like this division, it, whether or not the Yankees are for real, it just seems like this division always needs a, a little extra to get to the top. Um, so if it's not the Yankees, all of a sudden Boston starts clicking, that staff comes together, who knows? You know, I don't, I don't expect Tampa to make a, a huge surge at this point. Um, but you know, you talk about, uh, the regression to the mean a lot. They're, they're not doing, um, you know, other than, than really a little bit of power, um, they're not doing anything so far above expectations as individuals, right. um, that, that it, that it leads you to believe that they're going to fall off either. Uh, maybe on the pitching side, I guess, uh, maybe they're, you know, as a, as a, a starting staff, they're outperforming a little bit, their expectations. Um, but like I said, Morrison it, you know, hit 17 home runs, probably a little more than most people expected at this point, but he's batting 234. So, um, you know, it, like it, it's not like everybody's batting 370 with, you know, with uh, uh, an abundance of extra base hits. They're just doing the right thing at the right time. And it's, like I said, it's seeming to click for him right now. But they sure put the ugliest uniforms I've seen all year on the field the other night. <laughs> they did stand out, did they not? Oh my gosh! When it was it was so lame that they've got throwback uniforms to the '70s for a team that didn't exist in the '70s. Just put Devil Rays on there and be done with it. Have Wade Bog show up, <laughs> serve everybody chicken cacciatore. Vinny Castillo on horseback. Okay, what? So what's chicken cacciatore, Vinny Castilla and horseback have to freaking do? I don't get it. Well, Wade Boggs played for the Rays. Got that. As, as a Red Sox fan, you don't know about Wade Boggs and chicken. Oh, his uh, his uh, his meal before the every game. Okay, chicken ketchup. Yeah, got that he, one. He, endless okay. varieties of chicken, and and Wade Boggs had some, you know, obviously voodoo pseudoscience. And I started hating Wade Boggs when I saw him on horseback after the World Series in Yankee Stadium because he was riding bitch behind a cop. Oh my god! <laughs> that was who? Wade, Wade Boggs. Boggs. Wade Boggs. And then Vinny Castilla is because of when they brought him in to when the Rays went on their big rum and they brought in Fred McGriff and Vinny Castilla. And that's their history. That's what yeah. we're saying. It's their yeah, throwback. And so that's back their or, ancient right. history. That, you know, right. Vinny Castilla is their Honus Wagner. So, <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so, really, when you think about how you look, you guys look at the Rays. <laughs> it's fucking chicken catch. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Wade Boggs, man. He, that, it was Wade lemon Boggs chicken or chicken cacciatore. Wade Boggs. Every goddamn day, it's some other chicken dish. And that's how he tastes his. That was pity approach right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think we're gonna need a new host. This one's gonna keel over. Oh man, that's funny. That's funny. Um, because it came at me fast. I didn't understand it. Now it makes all perfect sense. And this is what the you, you and Joe, be the ones to get that that Wade Boggs chicken reference. I'd have been fine chicken with the Margo mask steak. reference. He did. He put up an O for five, and then he would have a chicken cheese steak. But if he had a if he had a four for five, he would eat chicken cheesesteaks for seventeen straight damn days until he had another O for five. Then it'd be chicken cacciatore or you know, uh, chick you know uh, whatever whatever the fucking variety of chicken Look dishes. Are Boggs, like, I don't even I like he's kind of a Red Sox, but like he's a kind of a Red Sox. Oh, How many batting a, titles did he win? He was good. I like Whoopty shit. We didn't win anything when he was there. He could have. He, he he was more about himself than. Dude, anything wait, wait, else. wait, wait a second. Wait a second. When before what two thousand four? I don't think you wanted anything when, when before it, he was there either. Yeah. No, no. I mean, no, no. Yeah. So how saying, awesome no, was he? Like, all right. No, that's what I'm saying. So, so there were Talk no good Red Sox nineteen nineteen and two thousand three then. No, this guy in particular. No, no, no. You know what I mean, but you said because he didn't win anything, he was no good. No one won anything in Boston for your, you know, for several people's life. That's lifetime. one of the many reasons I don't like him. It's not, it's oh. not the reason. I didn't know if there's going to be a class in rhetoric. Carl Yastrzemski was a punk. You know, when shit. All right, those are fighting words, dude. The, the, I mean, he like, didn't win anything. He didn't win anything. That's, that's fighting words. On the words, triple man. crown? Big deal. Yeah, that's great. It was all about Yastrzemski winning the triple horse. crown. Didn't help no, his team win. No, 25 no, players, 25 caps. That wasn't Yastrzemski's fault. No. In my opinion. In what way? Boggs was good, too. I mean, it wasn't his fault that the Red Sox didn't win anything. He won a lot of batting titles. Boggs went to the fucking Yankees, dude. So did, You were just saying how nice you felt for the Yankees that Aaron Judge was doing well. that's because well. the Yankees fans are dealing with a loser. I just feel bad for anybody who's dealing with a loser. Wade Boggs them. left the Red Sox to go to the I, Yankees, dude. Like, I was what? Say, I, I wonder what that must feel. Like. I I don't know, obviously, because I'm not a Boston fan. Because when you say it and take it out of context from being a Boston fan, it, there's no substance to it and no shit. Everybody goes to the fucking Yankees. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, exactly. He, he's <laughs> following. No he's following a, a, a time honored tradition started okay. by Babe Ruth, Johnny <laughs> Damon. I mean, right? I mean, that's the, that's the tradition. Hey, Johnny Damon is useless. Yeah, Red Sox. You don't hear us talk about. I mean, Babe Ruth was god of baseball for sure, but he's never been really associated with the Red Sox. He's associated as starting with the Red Sox, but he did he did a lot. He did some great stuff with the Red I mean, Sox, but it wasn't early. Johnny but Damon. no, but yeah, fucking Johnny Damon, Ellsbury. When have you heard Joe Ellsbury. or myself congratulate Johnny Damon? Fucking Ellsbury. My wife yelled, "Hey Johnny!" A couple. Of, That's because my wife is a hit sweet hit person hit and doesn't understand it. Her at him, didn't he? I... I mean, dude, this was a team that it was like a big brother that beat you up all the fucking time. Like you just can't win. They stole our lunch money year after year. Every year, it wasn't even a rivalry. It was only a rivalry in the Red Sox mind, and so. 
when when it, it just it's just to see someone throw away the Red Sox jersey and put on the pinstripes and, and get a couple extra bucks to go over there. That just that just hurts. Does is is it wrong for them to do that? No, it's not fucking wrong for them to do that. More power to you, but fuck you on your way out. Sure. You know? Yeah. Oh, so you. we can I still can... have Wade Boggs Day in Tampa, can't we? I mean that's that fucker who all right, so do you associate Tampa, Wade yeah, Boggs Tampa, with the Rays? Anything. Yeah, Tampa's harmless, right? Tampa. You can't get upset about him going to fucking Tampa, right? I, I, I associate Tampa. Wade Boggs with Purdue. Uh, chicken. So, <laughs> so wait. So Wade hang Boggs. Hang out with Daryl Strawberry. So do you, when you think of Wade Boggs, do you immediately think of the Red Sox? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. You do? Yes. Absolutely. So he was going to wear a when fucking I, Rays hat into the Hall of Fame. When I think of Tampa, I think of Wade Boggs. I, I, like I'm having a, a hard time thinking of, of somebody that played for Tampa prior to Wade Boggs. Like Prime Dogs. I think they were around the same time. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right? So so Wade Boggs is really going to wear a Rays hat in the Hall of Fame. Major League Baseball had to come in and say, "No, you're not going to do that because the Rays, smart move, said, look, we'll pay you money to wear the Rays hat in.' So fuck Wade Boggs. Like I don't, I don't I, like fuck him. But objectively, he was good. I love the way he said that. Fuck him. I don't hit him. If I have to hear one more time, Wade Boggs could have hit him over the fence anytime he wanted. Well, then why the fuck didn't he when there were guys on base? Like, what? Like, he wanted a batting title because he wanted a goddamn batting title. He didn't didn't give a shit about us jokers in the stand. He didn't care. And and you know what? Here's the thing. (laughs) I defend guys like that, right? I do. But for whatever reason, I'm emotional with him. That guy, that fucking guy. I did run into him in a public supermarket, though. He was pretty nice. I mean, <laughs> I met him in a bar in Kansas City. Okay, just, just, just to give, him. I mean, again, I, I like Wade Boggs. Let me I, guess, I, I don't know about him as a person. It was at the deli. <laughs> there you go. So, but, but, I mean, okay, I just pulled up Wade Boggs' career stats. I mean, these are pretty mind-boggling numbers. His first... Hey Greg, first Greg, seven years you, um, in the big league. Listen, have you listen, ever watched Charlie Brown years in the big and listen to the parents talk? Because that's what you sound like right now. Like, I am not listening to you. I am not. I am not rational 361, at all. Three sixty-one, three sixty-eight, three fifty-seven, three sixty-six, three sixty-three. Those are some. Those are serious batting averages. I mean, a, dude, a, a, a eighteen-year career. A, career 328 hitter that's impressive no you hate it ichiro no i fucking love ichiro he's fucking awesome 328 over 18 years in the big that's a that's a hell of a freaking batting average oh well whatever good for him good for wade boggs fucking drunk he's a great name too that's a great baseball name i agree he's a he's a lot bigger than i thought too at least he was when i when I met him, do you find him to be handsome? Um, no, it didn't strike me. He, he I always had like a Tom Selleck thing going for me, like a Magnum PI. You know, I'm not a, usually a fan of just the mustache look, you know, but I always found him to be kind of that Magnum PI Tom Selleck. Like uh, he could pull that shit off. So, Greg, it's obvious I didn't stop drinking after I left uh, the bar today with you. So uh, I think that's pretty evident to everybody on the podcast now. I've just continued to uh, throw him down. Like La Russa. 
<laughs> but I didn't drive. I like at least I only had two with you. Drove home and then continued to drink. I wasn't like Larusa. Whenever out, you know, all things being equal, continue drinking. That was Larusa's motto. <laughs> Joe, what's on your mind, man? You've been awfully quiet tonight. I'm worried that you're so quiet. Soaking in the entertainment. I'm, I'm, it's awesome. What's on your mind? Is that Stevie Ray record well, there? Oh boy, on I wish I had a. What's that? Is that Stevie Ray record there? Are you like again trolling us with shit in your office? Um, not on purpose. We had that out last night. We were talking about uh, Stevie and uh, his his career and his brother Jimmy Vaughn enjoying, enjoying some good music. Jimmy Vaughn. Yes. Fabulous Thunderbirds. Yep. H- happy editing. Thank you, Joe. Thank you so much. Since this was all about me and wanting everything to be about me this episode anyway. So <laughs> let's just continue that. And uh, uh, I will just wind into the editing booth and then, you know, keep my mouth shut for the next three podcasts. Um, yeah. I, 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 uh, I, I honestly, it was it was a lot of fun coming into it. I, um, I almost texted you earlier today and um, it definitely would have in, in past years. And uh, and then just thought, eh, fuck it, let's save it for the podcast and see how it all goes down. <laughs> so I, uh, it's, uh, it was a lot of fun building up to it. Dude, I respect that. I respect the fact that you're making the moves that you need to make. That's that's freaking awesome. Didn't I? Don't know that I would respect this lead as much as I would. I mean, that you have you you you're able to <laughs> fucking give shit away for it, get it, block somebody else. And um, honestly, you saved me from having to be with the Red Sox. I, I, I got the number one staff instead, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, you may have, right. You may have ended up in a better situation. You may so have. I'm going to give Chris. May Just from your mental health. Better than, than the guy you gave his dad. So but this is, maybe I helped you. So here's, this is how I know my season is fucking gone, is that, <laughs> is that I'm always really good about understanding if, Overperformance, underperformance is happening, right? And so I'm just making moves, grabbing hot teams and hot players that are gonna cool off. Like it's just, but I can't help myself. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in Vegas, and I'm, I just keep throwing the money down. And what? You're like Steinbrenner. This is exactly what Steinbrenner did, dude. You can say it like a hundred times. I, like, I don't get that. Like that, that makes no. I'm not like Steinbrenner. Your your uh, fellow castmates were like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they see. It. Tim, Fine. is this an intervention? Yeah, unfortunately, you're a you little like Steinbrenner. Around you, like Steinbrenner had Tim. We're gonna be honest with you. Well, Steinbrenner, like what? Steinbrenner is just a self-absorbed prick. Yeah, okay. I guess tonight I was totally like Steinbrenner. Boom. <laughs> Uh, yep. Well, that's me. That's me. I'm happy that, that, uh, I'm not happy that you got the Astros, but it kind of added to, uh, the whole situation. Cause honestly coming into the, the podcast, I was like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> you got that last fucking shot in right beforehand and fucking took a little air out of my fucking sail. You son of so bitch. does, so does anybody understand why Jack, whom I've loved for a long time, we are great friends. Could not own a team together. Like, is there any question why this whole goddamn juiceless league exists? 
we tried. Yeah, we tried. It actually is much clearer now that we're doing this. We <laughs> lasted from the draft yeah. to three weeks in. So we did yeah. four and a half weeks. And we had. Like, I got to go. I got to go. You know what? Listen, I'll take those fucking four <laughs> shitty guys and I got to fucking go. Good luck. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> it was a most amicable divorce, amicable divorce, and right. it was interesting, right? Because you took the major league players, I took the minor league players, and so we both it, it hurt us both. But yeah, man, like that that was the that is that is the creation myth of our league, right there. Like when there is a religion, three hundred years from now, on this league, let it be known that it was Jack and I, Cain and Abel. Who could not work together? Our inability. <laughs> Our inability together. to work together. <laughs> Loved each other. Couldn't make it work. Lennon and McCartney had to go their separate ways eventually. Just go. <laughs> but which one are you? Are you McCartney or are you Lennon? I like Lennon. Wait, wait, wait. Lennon. Let me, let me, let me. <laughs> which one is David Lee Roth and which one's Eddie Van Can I be Lennon? Wait a second. Tim's uh, McCartney, kind of Jack's. Like, John Lennon. Sorry, Tim. What do you mean, sorry? Yeah, John Lennon is better. For sure. In your opinion. John Lennon is better. I mean, who, who, who thinks Paul McCartney is better than John Lennon? Nobody. Nobody. I, I'm i not ready I, to answer that right away. I think anybody that but... didn't have to have sex with Yoko Ono is better. You could name the other three and I'd be fine. Well, let's, 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 that'll be a little, that'll be a, a nice little scientific poll for the rest of the season's podcast as we'll, uh, Query our future guests, Lennon or McCartney, guys. Lennon or McCartney. Well, we have two all right, so we got the Jeter question and we have Lennon or McCartney. Yeah. Jeter, right. So, and what if they think it's Vladimir Lennon and Joe McCarthy? I, or uh, George Harris. Someone's going to be like, George Harrison. No, no okay. So, no McCartney one, no one and Lennon. Has ever been like George Harrison? <laughs> Ringo Starr. Um, no, I mean, they're great, but they weren't. But, aren't, but not Lennon. so, but when you say, better like uh, like on what scale are you saying lenin is more impactful to humanity for sure that more profound for sure um, so wait 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 his so, me... songs are more meaningful they're deeper they're better musician he was a better musician um you know mccartney uh, was straddling the pop fence which is fine i mean i love mccartney he's great He's better than ninety nine point nine percent of other musicians, but he's not John Lennon. You know, John Lennon was deep; he was meaningful. You know, his music meant something. Paul McCartney was supremely entertaining with his music, but it wasn't profound. <laughs> was that your mic drop? So everything you said that. was simply opinion. He's more profound. Obviously, it's opinion. I mean, but but okay. So he's he's better because stuff, his music spoke to you more clearly than the other. So it spoke to more people in in more impactfully than Jack than, agrees. Than I don't know Jack if that by, yeah, by what measure when you say he spoke to more people. Because yeah. the measure majority of, exactly of art. Paul McCartney's songs were again silly little love songs. It, it, or, or, or I mean, you're you talking know. about stuff he did afterwards, though. When you start, oh no, but you that. can always tell on the Beatles albums too. I mean, um, yeah, they they were definitely. Don't get me wrong, Paul McCartney was a genius. No. Is a yeah. genius. So let me let, yeah. let me just ask this this question. So, and I get your opinion is that 
Lennon is better. And I haven't said, in my opinion, who's better either. But in your opinion, you're saying this. Were the Beatles, as a group, better than McCartney or Lennon on their own? Yes. Musically, yes. I mean, just, I mean, the totality of the the volume of work. Yeah. I mean, John, who knows what he would have done had he not been murdered by that sick fuck. Uh, Mark David Chapman, may he rotten. There were hell, hell. No, but do you think that uh, the Beatles music was profound and deep? Yes. After they started doing drugs. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was. No, right. seriously, right. not not yeah. before, not not. I want to hold your hand. I mean, There's nothing. Was great. Well, as a matter of fact, it it seemed a lot more McCartney influenced at first, and and a little more Lennon influenced, in my opinion, as they went down. Whether you know, I'm not saying not that McCartney didn't agree, um, but but I just see McCartney in general as a I want to hold your hand, and and like I said, I I you know Lennon has a little more substance in in, in my opinion. Right. I agree. And I think that they both um, were, I both, I think they both enhanced the other's work when they were together. Mm-hmm. But I think that John enhanced Paul's work more than Paul enhanced John's. And I think that to Jack's point, you look at their solo work um, as evidence of that. So would uh, you verification of that opinion? Right. So you would say that Lennon was probably his musicianship was not as good as McCartney, but the lyrics that Lennon put to music meant more to you as you hear it. That that's where the deepness comes from, not the. I agree. Yeah, and I and I, and I yeah I don't I don't know that that I think that uh, I no I didn't say that Lennon was a better musician. Um, I don't know that that's the case, but but the yes, otherwise, what you just said is correct, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, that's a good assessment. Right. I, I'll go with that. Yeah, I mean, I think Lennon had deeper thoughts, and he was more ambitious in terms of the content of the material that he was seeking to produce, where where Paul was, you know, uh, looking to entertain, and Paul was less innovative. Let's say the one thing I wanted to know is if you guys thought together they were greater and that that yeah. interplay, that yin and yang worked. And then yeah. when it split off, then it became just preference, right? Because, you know, because do I really like the music or do I really like what, what, what John was saying? And John really was out there if, publicly if, in a very tough time to be politically active, right. whereas McCartney wasn't, but it, uh, you know, I, I, McCartney, um, it just, it's amazing to me together, greater apart, you know, not so much musically, musically, if, yeah, if, yeah, I if, agree. if I had a choice, yeah. if I could only have one exist or the other for, for the world, I, I would rather have John Lennon exist after the Beatles than have the Beatles exist. Right. I know. I, 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 yeah, I don't disagree with you. I just, we started okay, off this with, with, absolutely, with, yeah, uh, the, the, the Beatles. Yeah. The, a, 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 like I said, I, I specifically, I, I appreciate the early stuff. I understand, but, but the Beatles, like I said, after, you know, the, the, the drop really kicked in is when I think, you know, they, they did their, uh, their best work. I, this goes back to what we we're talking about with Jack and myself is that 
had we been able to work it out, probably would have been better than each of us individually. But but like Lennon and McCartney, would it have been as enjoyable? You know, so we're talking as fans what was better and and you know, uh, and I don't think there's any question that yeah, but I, I think that if you ask you know, God knows I've never met either of them, but I think if you if you ask them by virtue of the fact that they didn't stay together as a as a you know uh, a group, they would have said, yeah, you know what, we we might have achieved more commercial success together, but the work that we did individually was more satisfying because it was uh, it was my work, even though they were they they collaborated fairly loosely from my understanding, but they still were collaborating. But so you and Jack might have formed a an amazing duo. Um, co-GMs, but it's probably more fun to do it individually. I don't know. I would think. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I mean, we couldn't. We couldn't pull it off, but we lasted four and a half weeks. Um, you know. They, yeah, they, they beat us. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, well, listen. Boys. Yes. Have yourself a great night. Love it. And uh, love spending this time with you. And we will regather next week. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Be good, fellas. Good seeing you again, Greg. Thank you, guys.